Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, it is the end of summer. Can I you can't believe, believe it? it? I cannot believe it. It is so wild. I cannot believe that we have gone so many months. Now, it doesn't necessarily feel like fall because as soon as we hit 50, we went right back to 80. Yeah. It's we're we're set for anything here. That's you know? true. The I Midwest. can put on my slippers <laughs> one day and my flip flops the next. It's Sunscreen so this day and mm-hmm. a parka the next. That's right. I had a coat on, not coat coat, but you know, like a jacket this morning. And by lunchtime, I was blazing hot. So who knows yeah. what we're gonna get? Yes. All right, Jill, do you have a word for us from our awesome Urban Dictionary? I do. This word today is called lock block. Lock block. Lock block. All right, lay it on us. So this is when one person prematurely tries to open the passenger door <laughs> on a vehicle <laughs> while the driver simultaneously tries to unlock the door, causing it to relock and keep the passenger outside. I get lock blocked all the time when I am a passenger. I am an impatient exiter. Yes. When I would need to get out of that car, I need to get out of the car. And it's amazing how often it simultaneously happens. And so getting out and then also, okay, so in our family, we would play this game. So it was intentional lock blocking is when, you know, you had to actually open the car door and hit the button to unlock. Whereas now, you know, you just hit the button or you just stand close with your fob. Yes. But when you'd have to hit the button, so my tricky dad would always see if we could unlock it, you know, or if he had fast fingers. So he would push the button twice. And if we got the door open, we were super cool. So yes, that's hilarious. Lock block. I lock, love it. Lock. I'm when when my dad locks me out of the car the next time he drives me, I'm gonna say, Stop lock blocking me, Dad. Cut it out. That's right. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Jill, we have had quite an eventful couple of weeks. We've had a ton of stuff going on. And it's just good to be back recording. It is. You know, it's funny. I love the the regularity when we meet and there's something grounding about it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not just what we discuss, but also just being with you in your presence, mm-hmm. sharing a friendship. Yeah. Um, so if anybody is thinking about, Hey, what would it be like to do a podcast? Um, I can just say the word enriching oh, comes to mind. Yeah. I, I said today to a group of people that I, didn't know how much I would love, how much I would enjoy, and how much I would appreciate the time that we spend together in doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's it's um it's really just a big influence on the way that I conduct myself in life and the way I feel about myself mm-hmm. and my outlook on what I want to achieve in life. I love it. So switching gears a little bit, while we absolutely love doing this and we, I mean, I think our plan is we're going to do it until we don't have anything left to say, which maybe sooner than later or 
you know, years to come, we just really enjoy it. And it's okay if we have like three listeners because we just really enjoy doing it for, for ourselves. Yes. So Jill, did you know, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm going to admit this, 50 years later I'm finding out something new. Did you know that the serenity prayer has a second part? You know, Casey, I did know that. What? How, but, how have I been left in the dark for so long? But I didn't know it until about six months ago. Okay, fine. I feel better about myself. Yes. So we all have heard the serenity prayer down to um, giving us the, the wisdom to know the difference. So, Jill, why don't you just hit us with that first part, okay. just in case we have one yes. listener that doesn't know what we're talking okay, about. Okay, so we are talking about the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. That is what most of us are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to finish reading the rest of it. Okay. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking, as he did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. So what is fascinating is everybody who listens to us knows that we are not a religious podcast. We, you know, every once in a while we might talk about our Catholic upbringing or we might talk about, you know, our faith today, but that's not the crux of it. And this, this was just new news. And so, but really what we, you and I were talking about earlier before we started recording was about acceptance and letting go. And and I said to you, well, it, when I think about acceptance and I think about, you know, decisions that I've made where I've had to accept things that I didn't want to or wasn't ready to, but I knew I had to, and then that act of letting go of what does not serve me any longer, I thought of the serenity prayer and then when I pulled it up and you were and you said, Oh, I you know, I have this in my house, I was like blown away by this second part. So I think we should spend some time dissecting this second part. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Okay. The second part spoke to me so much that I'm like, I have to have this written down black and white and I put it in my office so I can see it and look over it. So I yeah, let's dissect it. Okay. And it's so fitting because you, Jill, have been with a friend sharing an incredible book and going through it together, and acceptance was the chapter that you guys tackled this week, right? It was. Today. Today. At noon. We talked. It's the book of joy. I love it. And the chapter we talked about today was acceptance. I love that. So it's, um, and it's called Acceptance, the Only Place. Mm. So what I love about how we come to do the podcast is oftentimes there are things throughout our week that just scream at us and then we start talking over dinner and that's where typically our topic emerges. So sometimes we'll say, oh, let's talk about this on the podcast. We'll say that in, you know, the gym in the morning, you know, earlier in the week and then by the time we sit down and we actually have our girl session then it's, 
oh, this is what has been screaming at us. So acceptance was clearly screaming at us all week long. All week long, yeah. And, um, you know, when I look at the serenity prayer Mm -hmm. and we go further. Yes. And, you know, it's the wisdom to know the difference. But then it goes into living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. So the so of course most of us have heard of one day at a time, right? Especially knowing that the serenity prayer is used with addiction and with addiction counseling and that you truly need to just take things one day at a time. I love the breakdown of one moment at a time and then this kicker of accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. That just when when I read those words a little bit ago, I thought, "Wow, that that truly is the pathway to peace." Is when you can accept, when you can take ownership of, there is a clarity and a peacefulness that comes with that. But I think first, it's understanding and accepting that living one day at a time and then truly getting into moment by moment, that is the sweet spot. And as we have said on numerous occasions in life, we're all about hurry and what's the next best thing. And I'm, I'm behind and I haven't even started yet. And it's hard for us to pause. And it's hard for us to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And not get down the road. Right. And there's many times recently where I'm like, rein myself in. Do not rob your current moment now by thinking about the future. That's right. And what's going on That's there. right. That can change on a dime. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that you know, in life there's crossroads. Right. You think you're going down this path, but then there's crossroads. Mm-hmm. So when we rob our current time with things about the future, it's a total waste. It is. And you might miss a turn, right? Like if, if you are on that path and you come to that crossroads, you might miss a turn that you needed to take because you are so far down the road or you're thinking so far ahead instead of just being right in the moment. I know that after I got divorced, my friend Lisa, phenomenal woman, she said, Casey, you you have to go through mindfulness. Go through this mindfulness-based stress reduction. It will change your life. And I kept putting it off and saying, no, I don't want to do it. And then finally... Honestly, Jill, I agreed to do it because I wanted her to shut up. I just wanted her to stop talking yes. about it. Yes. And so I agreed to it, and it did change my life. It absolutely did because I couldn't quiet that noise. There were things that I couldn't reconcile. This accepting hardships as a pathway to peace, I wasn't accepting anything. I was not letting go of anything. I was holding on to resentment, and I was holding on to woulda, coulda, shoulda. And I needed all of that noise in my mind to go away. And mindfulness is one breath, one moment at a time. And and you really do breathe in your experiences. And you 
the breath that you need to live, you're then taking in everything with you. And when you stop to do that, you put your phone down, you turn the TV off, you quiet those things that are such a distraction. And they let you, that allowed me to sit in some uncomfortable situation, deal with it in all of my feelings, but then also to get to a place of calm and peace and steadiness. And that was such a gift that she had given me was it's moment by moment. It's breath by breath. And the thing is, again, we say it, you have to go through it. You can't go around it. Absolutely. And there's times where it's like, you know what? The timing's not right. And like you said, you kept putting Lisa off, putting in, mm-hmm. and, you know, the timing wasn't right. And even at the end, you weren't really like, okay, now I'm ready. It was more like, okay, Lisa, get off my back. Right. But the fact that you do have to go through it, you can go through things in a healthy way. And many times the opposite of that, the unhealthy way is, when we try to dull those feelings, when we try to dull those moments, because they hurt so bad. Right. It's that hardship, right. and it hurts. And some people like to stay in that hardship mm-hmm. and torture themselves, and they're not ready to move on. But if you have someone in your life that has been through a hardship like Lisa was and can share something, mm-hmm. then it's put in the hard work. Because you cannot buy the piece. Right. You cannot. So, Jill, this next line about taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. I love it because you know I say all the time, it is what it is. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it if I could. Or, listen, change what you can. Control the controls. But if you can't control it, what? why are you fretting over it? So I love this concept of, yep, this sinful world is what it is. It just is what it is. And if you're trying to live life as if it isn't, there's a lot of disappointment there, but also a lot of effort that probably won't get you to achievement or really just... Possibly acceptance, right? Right. Because you aren't accepting that it it is as it is, not as you would have it. Like life doesn't go as planned. It life, goes no exactly as it's supposed to. Right, right. And that's that's the key, is that there's gravity issues that we cannot control. As much as we want to be in control, mm-hmm. we have to let it go. But what we do control is our response. And that's where you know, it can be um, talks with yourself. And I do this, you know, kind of like settle down, Jill. Mm-hmm. You're not in charge. You can choose how to respond to this. Right. And that's where your, <coughs> excuse me, powerful outlook, you know, comes into play. What do you want for your life? Right. You know, you don't have to accept your negative situation because that's your attitude you know turn it around you know and that is what you have under control and the 
thing about the Book of Joy is they say, the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu, acceptance, whether you believe in God or not, it allows us to move into the fullness of joy. So you have to accept those moments you can't control if you want to move into the fullness of joy. And then you get to engage in life on its own terms rather than rail against the fact that it's not how we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it takes a lot of thinking in quiet time. Right. You know, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. about that. Turn it off. Right. You know, what do you want for your mm-hmm. life? And railing against the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. Right. That's what you should be doing because you are living life on your terms. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, I and I like even this next part of trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him. So I fully, wholly, you know, completely believe that happiness is a choice. And I think that you absolutely have to let go of what doesn't serve you and accept what is in front of you in order to make that choice. You can stick in your misery. You can stay unrecognizable to yourself. You also can choose happiness. You can choose the life that you have as it is and strive for as you envision it to be. Right? There's nothing that says don't want more. There's nothing that says don't go for better, become phenomenal. It's just accept what is and surrender to that because happiness might just be right around that corner. And that's the thing is don't go for short emotional outbursts sit with it contemplate it because you're going to get a long-term feeling of peace and once you have that it is just going to magnify and you're never going to want to let it go i agree and what a radiating gift to give everyone yes that's it we're giving we're given this life and i wish i had it in front of me but it's kind of like you know the purpose of life is we have these gifts but the real crux is figuring out how we give these gifts away absolutely i think one that we do this and we talk and we just share for me it's being able to witness you in your belief set and in your values and in the gift that you are to the people that are in your life and to people that haven't even met you, right? Or that are going to come into contact with you. You have such a generous heart, Jill, that you give yourself away. You give so freely of your time and your talents and all of your energy, that positive energy that you bring into every situation you give that so freely to people because you know that's your purpose. 
And I want everybody to have it. Yes. I want everybody to have it. And I have to circle back around to conversation before we turn on the microphone. <laughs> if we could only record all of that. <laughs> That's right. Um, but Casey, you were talking about today mm-hmm. when you um, had your presentation. And you're like, yeah. And then a woman came up and she started following me on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I had a question, you know, from a high school. And, and I'm like, this is phenomenal. We're all created for a purpose. And to get a glimpse into the fact that, wow, I'm aligning with my created purpose mm-hmm. and giving it out there. Right. And people are taking it. And then they're absorbing this mm-hmm. and then making their life elevate in another way. Right. Getting them closer to peace, getting them closer to their purpose. Mm-hmm. To me, that is just exhilarating. I, I completely I, agree. Yeah. That is what turns me on in life. I love it. I love people and I mm-hmm. love it when they're aligned with purpose. I like that, Jill. And what a hopeful message. So until everyone has hope, here's your weekly dose. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.